Extending the play to you, we hope everyone had a great uh, Independence Day, 4th of July weekend. A lot about that leading up uh, to July 4th on our previous episode. And now July 4th has come and gone, depending on exactly when you're listening to this episode. But hope everyone was safe, had some fun. And you better have worn your mask because D. Smith said, if the fans don't wear the mask, there's no season. It's on you, folks. It's on <laughs> you. <laughs> so let's bring NFL Eagles insider John McMullen into the conversation. Subscribe real quick to our YouTube channel at Jacob Media, Jacob with a K. Follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen. Uh, you can find a lot of our episodes at phillyvoice.com. That's where John writes a lot of his content for Philly Voice as well as Sports Illustrated at si.com. Sirius XM, SB Nation Radio. So, John, me and you didn't get the gift of um, post-July 4th that Patrick Mahomes got, huh? No, uh, not $500 million. My goodness. Uh, half, half a billion dollars. So, uh, Patrick Mahomes goes ahead of Mike Trout uh, for the uh, richest sports contract in history. A uh, little bit different, though, because it is the NFL, not Major League Baseball, whereas Mike Trout is guaranteed that money. Uh, there are guarantees and significant guarantees in Patrick Mahomes' contract, but 10-year deal, Ryan, and 12 years when you talk about he still had two years left on his rookie deal. So that's how long he's tied to the Kansas City Chiefs, but – Go all the way back to 2002, Donovan McNabb, the Philadelphia Eagles, signed a – people forget that, signed a 12-year extension. Hmm. Generally, you're not going to last that 12 years in the NFL. But Patrick Mahomes is a little bit different. So we'll see how it goes. I still – I will say this, though. He's not going to get through this contract without significant revisions. Either he outplays it. And he's going to get more money, believe it or not, or he doesn't perform up, up to expectations at some point. And the Chiefs are going to release him, as strange as that sounds. Yeah, so there's – you bring up Donovan McNabb, and I actually forgot about that. So I'm glad you brought that up. But I, I look at some of the big contracts in sports history, and not just money-wise, but it usually goes hand-in-hand, hand, length-wise. And – I mean, Philadelphia, that's where we're at in the area. You know, Bryce Harper for the Phillies just signed a 13-year deal. You have, like, Alex Rodriguez back in the day. What did he sign? Like, a 12-year deal. And at the time, that was crazy. But none of these athletes, like you hinted, none of these athletes really make it through the entire contract. So what does this really mean? Why did the Chiefs go this direction? I, I know it may sound silly. Well, he's the best quarterback in the game. Yes, I know. But there's different ways you can go about, you know, money and length. So just why, I guess, is the long-winded question. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, from from the why standpoint, it, it's tough. You know, at first, I, I, you know, because the new CBA this year and, and there are tweaks, so you start looking for changes and say, is there some advantage in this particular CBA versus the last CBA? Um, and from a signing bonus standpoint, there's no change. You can only prorate a signing bonus over five years. So that has, has stayed the same. So it's not like you put on those extra dummy years that Howie Roseman likes to do at the end of contracts uh, to, to lighten that load. Um, it, it's just the fact of the matter that this is a generational player. Uh, obviously the chiefs are coming off a super bowl championship. Uh, although he wasn't the MVP uh, Lamar Jackson was. He, you know he's an MVP-level player. He's already done that. He's going to be in that conversation for years and years and years. At the same time, though, uh, from the Chiefs' perspective, you kind of understand the NFL is what it is. And that's why we say, as good as it looks today, I'll get hurt last year. Uh, it made an amazing comeback. I, I mean – this game takes a toll on you from a physical standpoint. And at some point, the decline comes for everybody. Uh, it's going to come for Patrick Mahomes. And that's why I say 12 years, he's not going to play at this level for 12 years. So he's probably not going to see the end of that contract. But what you do from the Chiefs perspective, you make him happy. You give him this historic deal. Uh as I said, the biggest deal, not only in the NFL, obviously, in the history of sports. Yeah, that makes a guy feel pretty good, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> absolutely think it does. If that doesn't make a guy feel good, then that guy has some other issues that he has to straighten out and, and deal with. But <laughs> extending the play with NFL Eagles insider John McMullen alongside Ryan Rothstein, myself, um, Jacob Media, on YouTube, J-A-K-I-B Media. So what does this mean for Dak Prescott? What does this mean for all the other NFL quarterbacks that are going to be um, soon needing either a contract extension or a completely new contract? Well, I think it helps, but uh, Patrick's a little bit different. We've talked in the past about when Carson Wentz signed his extension, uh, and it was only 13 months ago. That's how quickly things move. Uh, at that particular time, Carson got the most guaranteed money in the history of football. And 13 years later, Jared Goff has leapfrogged him. Russell Wilson has leapfrogged him. Aaron Rodgers has leapfrogged him. I think that's it. And Patrick Mahomes today devastated that record. Uh, and he's going to stay by himself for a while uh, because he's a little bit different, as I mentioned. But the next guys coming up are Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott. And they're going to get a little bit more money. And that's, you know, the strategy the Eagles have had. We've explained it on this show, different platforms as well, numerous times. You and I, this is why the Eagles do this. And this is why they target core foundational players early and they try to get them extended. Now, and I'm writing about this on Sports Illustrated. It'll be up really soon here. Uh, from the Eagles standpoint, when Penn has actually put the paper, Ryan, it might not look good. 
but it always looks good in the end. And 13 months ago, when people are saying, are the Eagles crazy? This isn't the best quarterback in football. You can't give them more guaranteed money. Now you fast forward 13 months. It is a team friendly deal. (laughs) As we told you at the time, it would be. And it's not because I'm trying to say I'm bright because this always happens. And if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. That's, that's Jerry Jones's problem. He should have gotten Dak Prescott done as early as humanly possible. And every day that goes by, Dak Prescott makes a little bit more money. And he's probably not deserving of it. But no. he's a good quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. There, there's a lot of overpaid quarterbacks. There's a lot of overpaid sure. professional athletes. And, you know, you look at this contract, and as we mentioned, it's on another planet. It's not even really comparable. I mean, you look at the top five largest NFL contracts ever. All right, Patrick Mahomes, number one, over $500 million, $503 million to be exact. Number two is Matt Ryan, and that number, $150 million. So he's more than, what, tripled that number two biggest ever contract um, amount. So I have to ask this, John, real quick. Was this a stupid contract? Like a stupid decision on either end, or is he just too good that it, you can't do anything stupid in this case? <clears throat> I, I don't think it was stupid. And we have to wait and see. Remember, it was signed today, so I got to see the 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 actual contract. You got to see the nuts and bolts of it. You know how NFL deals are. I joked about uh, they created a new phrase today. I love NFL agents because first it was it was guaranteed money, and you would see. If you want to talk about an offensive lineman signing somewhere five years for $40 million, we'd always look for the guarantees because that was the real money. Um, and, and those dummy years that I mentioned with Howie Roseman, they don't really matter. Then it became fully guaranteed money. So you had guarantees versus fully guaranteed. And that took into account roster bonuses, a lot of agents sort of work these things out where you have to pick up a team option in March so the player knows, am I going to be part of this or am I going to hit free agency early where they can get another job? And now we have the guarantee mechanisms uh, in, in Patrick Mahomes' deal. So <clears throat> when we do compare it to, say, Mike Trout or, or some big baseball players, Bryce Harper, as you mentioned, in Philadelphia, those guys, they get guaranteed money. Is it, Even if they don't yeah, last the contract, they're getting that money. Bobby Bonilla, <laughs> July 1st, we just had Bobby Bonilla day. Yeah. You know, most don't want deferred money, but nonetheless, you get the point. Those guys are getting that money. Patrick Mahomes is not necessarily getting all this money. In fact, there's no question. He's not guaranteed all this money. Those mechanisms... And I can only speculate at this point till I see the contract. I'm guessing in the later years, especially, you'll have those roster bonuses where the Chiefs will have to make a decision, say, mm-hmm. in year seven, year eight, moving forward. Do we want this guy to be a part of our team? we got to pick up the option. If not, he, he'll be released and, and go to free agency. Now, there's two ways that can go. Again, Patrick, say, gets hurt. He's banged up. He's not the same physically. He's not performing well. 
or he's the same guy. And then if you get to year five, six, seven, they're going to have to rework the deal in his favor and give him even more money. So that's how this thing is going to work out. Yeah. And just once again, we're talking about, you know, Patrick Mahomes, uh, NFL, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, uh, the best quarterback in the game today. I think most people would would agree uh, wholeheartedly with that. Not too much debate there, but. I'm sure there's one guy out on Twitter that would debate us. Um, <laughs> just to reiterate that some of the details. Well, Lamar's the MVP, Ryan. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. That's right. Yep, I forgot. Lamar number one and Carson Wentz number two. <laughs> um, league sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter that the deal is worth $450 million over a 10-year period, and it could be worth up to $503 million, and some details that are out. Uh, the extension includes a $140 million injury guarantee as well as a no-trade clause. So the injury guarantee means what? He could go out tomorrow bowling or something and shatter both his knees and never play again, and he still gets $140 million? Yeah, basically uh, that money is guaranteed for injury. So we'll, we'll see if they have a fully guaranteed portion, just an injury guarantee. Or as I mentioned, those roster bonuses, which are likely going to be a part of the deal later in the contract. Generally, that's how these things are set up. Although you don't see too many 12-year contracts. Essentially, that's what this is because you're tacking 10 years onto the two already there. But, you know, I mentioned Donovan, Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe signed a 10-year deal in, I think, 2001. And then he got hurt, and there's Tom Brady. Uh, that's how quickly things can change. And Brett Favre, I think, signed a 10-year contract as well. Just to and cut you it, off, uh, John, I just I Googled it while you were once you said that. So Bledsoe, $103 million, he signed the biggest contract in NFL history at the time, agreeing to a 10-year, $103 million deal that virtually guaranteed he will spend the entire career with New England. That was March of 01. We all know what happened after. <laughs> yeah. And that's how quickly things can change. And, you know, but Brett Favre signed a 10 year deal as well, somewhere in that time frame. And I, I think Andrew Brandt tweeted today, he was with the Packers at the time. And when you give the percentage of the salary cap, I think it was 18, 19%. Brett Favre got and Mahomes is getting somewhere in that range 18 19 percent so you can see even though the figures keep going up uh, that's because the salary cap keeps going up and that you know from one standpoint where people should feel good around the league about this is we've talked ad nauseum about COVID-19 about the pandemic teams and 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 are certainly going about business like it's not going to be that big of a deal and i guess that's a positive i i guess it is we'll we'll see yeah in my mind though it's also like well what are your other options um but it is a good sign nonetheless now what does this mean for the kansas city chiefs as a whole you know you talked about howie roseman and carson wentz Tom Brady is an example where he always took less money in New England throughout his career. Um, does this limit the Chiefs? Does this hurt them down the road two, three, four years from now when they're looking <clears> to find <throat> players to help Mahomes? 
Yeah, no question it does. Uh, it, but but that's the league, and that's you know they're already talking about Chris Jones, who might be their best defensive player. Uh, and how do you get something done for him at, at this point? Uh, that's sort of life in the NFL, uh, and it's part of doing business at that position. And we've talked about it a lot with the Eagles. We talked about it with Seattle. It's a perfect example because Russell Wilson, uh, as a third-round pick, how cost-effective he was as a rookie starter and being so successful early in his career. And they won a Super Bowl for about a two-, three-year span. I mean, there was no question uh, the Seahawks were the deepest, most talented team in football. And a lot of that had to do because they didn't have to pay the quarterback. And then they had to pay the quarterback, and bang, the depth is gone. And the Seahawks have still been a very good team, uh, playoff team, usually year in and year out. Uh, however, it is more difficult to build your roster. So there's less room for error when you got to pay the quarterback. On the other hand, if you get a quarterback like Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes and Carson Wentz, yeah, what's the alternative? You got to pay the quarterback. Yeah, no, you, you absolutely do. But is this a move that the Eagles would make? I'm just curious. Like, do you think the Eagles would do this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I mean, you saw the Eagles with Donovan, and we mentioned the 10-year deal there. Um, yeah, but that wasn't a Howie deal, right? No, but, I mean, Howie and Joe Banner. Are the, I mean, Howie learned this from Joe Banner. Yeah. Uh, if anything, the Eagles would have acted earlier <laughs> and maybe saved, I don't know, Four hundred twenty-five million. Maybe they would have given him, given him four hundred seventy-five million. Uh, they would have done a little bit better. Uh, although the Chiefs acted early, so I, I can't say that they would have been in the same range. They would have done the same thing. I mean, this is the best player at, at the most important position in football. Yeah, and, but it's just, and the reason why I asked that, and maybe I don't have to explain this to you, John, but listeners out there, like, what do you mean? They, of course, they're going to sign Mahomes. It's I, I give you the number two largest contract ever, and it's one fifty, <laughs> and Mahomes is at five oh three. So I, I don't mean when I ask that question, I just mean maybe the Eagles would have done six years. You know, Howie would have done five years, two fifty. Like, you know, just a little bit. Yeah, different. but yeah, that, what what I will say is that this is the first ten year deal in a while, yeah. in a long time. So if you go back to some of those deals we were talking about, the Favre deal, um, and now you put that under 2020 salary cap, it goes way up. It goes way past uh, a Matt Ryan. It, you know, so the length of the deal um, adds to the fact that it's so much more than everybody else's because NFL teams haven't been given out the length of those contracts any longer. Even Drew Bledsoe, as you said, different landscape, but at the time was the highest paid player in football. Now you put that same framework of that deal into 2020 salary cap numbers, mm. and it shoots way past Matt Ryan. So the length of the deal had something to do with the astronomical leap over the second uh, highest contract as well. Yeah, absolutely. Just the combination of both just gives you that wow factor as you're scrolling on Twitter or any headline you see uh, today and tomorrow and the next. 
regarding the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So anything else we need to touch on regarding this contract? Because there's a couple other topics I want to hit with you, John, before we close out. No, I think we hit it all. I, I think you brought up the good point of how this now, you know, once this kicks in, remember, it doesn't kick in right away uh, because Patrick Holmes is still playing under his rookie deal. And again, we'll see how it's worked out from a framework standpoint. But I don't think you're going to see the huge numbers until probably year three uh, of his con- current contract. So they have a little breathing room from that standpoint. And from obviously from Kansas City's perspective, they believe the salary cap is still going to go up, which is what I kind of mentioned with COVID. That might be the most surprising thing to me uh, because they seem pretty sure. And I'm not quite as sure. That's the one thing I think could bite him in the ass a little bit. But uh, and then the second part from a local perspective, from an Eagles perspective, as I mentioned, it highlights what the Eagles are very good at and they've been good at it since Joe Banner. And that's what I said, identifying core players and, and seizing the day, so to speak early and getting team friendly deals done. Carpe that DM, right? Seize the day, John. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens here. So a a couple other topics. Um, We recorded an episode last week. I think it was Friday, July 3rd. Don't hold me to that. Um, Regarding the Washington Redskins and them potentially finally changing the name. And now there's some new stories out. Uh, I'll throw a couple at you, John, and give me your insight on what you know. But some Native Americans uh, close to the situation wrote a letter to Roger Goodell in the NFL today asking them to step in and get this done and changed immediately. And the other big story around the Redskins I saw was the three minority owners that have some stake in the team are looking to get out and sell. So are they really changing the name? What, what's all this now? Well, I, I do think they're going to change the name and I do think it's going to happen relatively quickly. As I mentioned, and a lot of people said they can't do it for this season. If this season comes off, I think that's completely incorrect. I think ultimately it will be changed uh, before the start of the season. Uh, that's how quickly the only thing that could throw a wrench into that is, is Daniel Snyder himself. He's been very headstrong. Uh, you go back, a lot of people brought up, I think it was 2013 or so, uh, when the last time this was really gaining some momentum and he said, absolutely, I will not change the name ever. Hmm. Um, uh, but I, I mean, you've seen what's going on in the country. I mean, people are getting steamrolled, cancel culture, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it. Uh, it is a different time. And everybody's scared of their own shadow. Everybody's scared to death. And the NFL is a part of that. I I mean, they are frightened, which surprises me uh, on one hand. Uh, But, yeah, I think it's going to happen. I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah, I do, too. It's just um, you're already seeing some some bumps in the road here with with that, um, you know, stories, those two stories coming out today and over the weekend so we will continue to update you here on extending the play regarding the redskins and as always all of the nfl news and notes surrounding 
the league. Um, John, one more thing here that I thought was uh, worth mentioning before we go. The Patriots are offering free parking to fans like this <laughs> pandemic doesn't exist. Well, that's nice when you consider the parking at an NFL game. I show, you know, I, I've been to a lot of NFL games. Uh, I can't even tell you how many uh, at this stage of my career. But I can tell you I would be at zero if I had to pay for parking. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how these people do it. It's uh, amazing. They, they gouge these poor fans. So I, I, uh, I'm – Anything any team can do. And by the way, the Eagles today, were, uh, as we tape this, they just um, – and most teams are doing this. They just allowed their season ticket holders to opt out, uh, and they won't lose their season tickets, so to speak. They won't lose their place in line uh, in 2021 if we're even back to normal at that point. Uh, so that's something good. That's something that had to happen. The Eagles went through with that uh, today as we taped this on Monday. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think anything you can do to help fans that, let's be honest, I mean, uh, the ones that are lucky have been able to work, and there's a lot of people out of work, and they're still football fans, and they're going to be priced out of the product if they're even allowed to go to the games. So yeah. anything you can do to help fans, I, I would I would think teams should be bending over backwards uh, this season, certainly more than most. Yeah, and I, I love it, too. Just a disclaimer, I think it's absolutely great. But it's just interesting to see um, how each individual organization is currently going about their business as usual, so to speak. Uh, you know, we mentioned last week the Packers are optimistic with their fans and Lambeau field and there's other teams that are doing the complete opposite. So it's all up in the air. It's all crazy right now, still in July, post July 4th, but we're optimistic here on extending the play. Follow us on Twitter at extend the play. We have our own Twitter account now, John, for our podcast. Um, So that's at extend the play. Follow John at JF McMullen. Follow myself at Ryan Rothstein 33, Jacob Media with a K, J A K I B, Media, PhillyVoice.com, SI.com, SiriusXM, and SB Nation Radio. John, did you at least have some cheeseburgers this weekend on the grill? Uh, I did. I did have uh, burgers. It, it was a typical Fourth uh, of July. I was grilling. I had my beer. I had my burgers. I had my bratwurst. I had oh. even some hot dogs. I think were thrown on there. Oh, I love it. No, jo- no Joey Chestnut though. I can <laughs> never compete with him. No, he he won again. And I guess maybe we can do an episode on Joey Chestnut another time. The but... goat. I think thirteen uh, world championships more than Bill Russell now. Think yeah, that. yeah, he's on the uh, he's on the Mount Rushmore, I think, of sports figures. <laughs> no, don't say Mount Rushmore anyway. We're going to tear that down. We're going to cancel Mount Rushmore. Yeah, well. it's coming to an end. I had to get one more Mount Rushmore in there. So, all right. With that note, everyone, have a great night, week. Um, we have much more to come here this week, so stay tuned and follow us on all the platforms. Peace. <laughs>